Hi, I wanted to bring up a topic. So, Ben has $8 left. He quit his job in February and has been living off his savings. And by some miracle, he's gotten by. And he has $9 left and he's, he lives at home with his mom, but he has this idea that he doesn't want to get a job to do stuff that he doesn't want to do. He wants to see what will happen if he's homeless. He wants to go to people and see if they'll feed him. Have you ever heard of someone like that? Who would give up every safety net we think we have in this society? And go around and see how kind people are. In a time where we seem to think we can't find any kindness. And I have or had this doubt in my head that no one was going to help him because I think him saying something like that even scared me. Scared me to think that what if I am enough without all the things that I have, without all the things that I think I need? What if I just let it all go? What would I be? That's what Ben has done. He has nothing. He's nothing. He could go anywhere today. I think I have a lot of things I'm attached to. I have a lot of plants. I have to keep them alive. I have a lot of attachments. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of things I do. Ben's right, he doesn't have anything. What does that, what do you become when you have nothing? A human with no, you don't want anything. You have it all. Is that true? How would you love? We're so afraid to find out what we'd be like with all these things that we have to identify with. I understand what they're talking about when they're talking about the ego. It's something we've made up. It's layers upon layers of learning and absorbing and consuming. That's what Maybe the ego is, I don't know. What happens when it all goes away? When you don't think you're better than everything else because you realize you're all the same. Like we show up naked and all the while we grab things to cover up with so we've forgotten who we are we're uncomfortable with nudity we're uncomfortable with 
the unknown, right? The body, we hide it all the time. It's so foreign. So being vulnerable and having intercourse with someone is extremely vulnerable. Extremely. But we've made it that way. Because it's hidden. It's what I'm talking about, who we, being a human, being a true human, it's hidden away by all the things that we think we need in order to have an identity and be loved and survive. So what happens when all those things go away? Like a natural disaster, if it took away everything. You'd realize you aren't those things. There's something behind that. Maybe each place has its own problems. I don't know. I'll save that for another day. Well, maybe I won't. I don't know. Like here in the United States, we don't know what it's like to have everything completely destroyed. Well, not not all of the United States. Some place, most, a lot of places, maybe. No, maybe there's there is there's disaster everywhere. That's what we're seeing, right? In like all these states, we're seeing disaster. Disaster. Quote unquote. It's really just a destruction of our what we you know, we think we're you know, we're going to live forever. And then like, you know, a hurricane blows through and destroys like a town and it's like, ah. Maybe the disaster is to wake us up, to stop the world, so to speak, to see what's really going on so that we can change. I don't know if I've said this in other episodes, but in some native cultures, when an individual gets sick with like a mental illness, the village thanks them because they're a symptom they're a symptom of what's going on in the community. So they're showing them, hey, this thing we're doing is is affecting me. And so the community gets together and they say, ah, okay. And they analyze what's going on with the person to see where it's coming from in the society. And I don't know, maybe that's a little off tangent, but I don't know. I don't think we stop to do that, to see why why people have the illnesses that they do. We don't analyze what's going on that's causing these things. Maybe that's what disasters are and tragedies. They're there to show us what's going on. 
um, I recently was, I, I heard that Kanye West, um, I don't know, brought up, like, the George Floyd thing and said that, like, you know, he was on, um, he was on fentanyl, he was a drug addict, he was, like, he had all these problems, and that's why he died, the cop didn't kill him, and, um, I don't know, I think that that this shows a lot of things. One, why, why, why is he on fentanyl? Why did he have all these charges? You know, what what is he a symptom of? He's a symptom of our system, of a system that exists. But we just say, ah, oh, he's just he's he's got problems. So we're not looking at what's really going on. Why? Why does he have? these quote-unquote problems. And um, in my therapist brought this up, and maybe this is controversial, but... <clears throat> yeah, why, why did that cop kneel on his neck? Why was he so afraid? What is the root of the police that, you know, we see a dis- disproportionate amount of black people being killed? What, what is that a symptom of? All these things are to wake us up. And, you know, when we see police shootings, um, my therapist worked with um, soldiers who were training at West Point, which is like um, a military base in New York State. And he was a therapist to many people at West Point. And their training is horrifying. <laughs> they do these test um, test simulations where somebody will jump out jump out at them and whether it be an enemy or a child or a woman or a regular civilian or a, another soldier and they do hundreds of tests and you know they they'll shoot a child a thousand times before they don't and now they're like traumatized so he was saying that you know when we see police shooting someone who they think has a who only is carrying a candy bar they're programmed to see a gun that's what we've trained them to do to see a gun so they don't see a candy bar. They see a gun. And, uh, you know, it could be a plethora of things, of reasons why that's happening. But we're not looking at the symptoms. We're just saying, ah, this happened. They're bad. And, and then we, we don't look at the symptom. We don't look at why this is happening. Um, so I think disaster and tragedy in that sense, in all sense, really can be to wake us up. I think disaster in another way can show us what we don't actually need. Like all these things we possess. We live in a society that tells us you need a car, you need to go to work, you need a job, you need um, 
a TV, you need Hulu, you need Netflix, you need this brand new pair of shoes, you need this kind of makeup, you need your hair this certain color, you need these kinds of clothes, you need, right? We need so many things and then a natural disaster happens or something happens, your house gets robbed or this happens and this happens and then we suffer because we've attached ourselves to these things outside of us that we think we need that are us and when they're taken away we're like oh my god who am I now without my things we don't know that we're enough Ben hasn't had a car I mean he has a car but he doesn't have money to put gas in it so he just kind of exists and let me tell you he's he's thriving <laughs> He's meeting all kinds of people. He's having all kinds of experiences I wouldn't even imagine having. He's riding a bicycle more. He's He walks around. He meets all kinds of people. He does... He's just so free. He doesn't have social media. He doesn't have... He can't talk about surface level things. He can't talk about distractions. He can only talk about life because that's all he knows is what's happening. So, uh, yeah, I don't know anything. But this is what I felt last night and today. I don't know what would happen if we were enough. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I love you. Bye.